Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Mini. Hey guys. And this is the FFBE Podcast. So this week we have the Festival of Love, or Valentine's Day event, as some people might call it. It looks like a nice, quiet event. All we're getting is a raid as far as farming goes, which I think is really nice given that we've already got a King Mog happening. Uh, the real exciting part of this event is the four new units that we got along with it, I think. Yeah, I would agree with you. Actually, a, a funny combination of units. So we have Sigard and Ignatio as one unit. We have Sakura and Ayaka as another set of units. And then we have Sweet Luca, which is nice because we haven't seen a Luca unit in a very long time. So I'm, I'm very excited for her. And Sweet Nickel. Uh, where do you want to start? First, let's talk a little bit about the Tower of Zot exploration. You can get... All right, all right. We'll slow things down. Two recipes. Uh, one for Flame Sword and the other for Spirit plus 30%. So Spirit plus 30% is whatever. It's just okay. Um, and then the other thing you can get, sorry, is also the Magma Stone, which is a nifty accessory that... Gives you 50% fire resistance and a ton of HP, 30%. It goes into your accessory slot. I think that's fantastic. And then the flame sword, which is a fire sword that gives you 30% fire resistance. They're really making it easy recently to get high fire resistance without sacrificing too much on your stats. Well, they made it annoying, I want to say, this time around because... To get the materials for these recipes, you don't play the King Mog. There's actually separate runs you can do, which are in the exploration menu thing when you click it. There's an easy and a hard mode. Um, if you do the hard mode, you should bring a Zon or a unit that increases drop rates because uh, it's rumored to help you with how many you need. And I think you need something like 3,000 if you want to craft both Spirit plus 30 and the Sword. Uh, and you get about 200 a drop, I want to say. In my experience, it's been on average 200. So you're going to have to do quite a few runs of these before you can actually craft what you want. And to me, I find it kind of annoying because I'm already farming King Mog super hard. <clears throat> and I was excited to get a raid so I could focus all the rest of my energy on King Mog rather than having to split it like, I have, like I've had to the past few weeks. And now... They introduced this new mechanic, which is just more farming, and I'm not too thrilled by it, to be honest. The uh, the sword is really good. It's worth it, but it's just annoying. It is honestly super annoying. I, I, I'm i in the same boat as you. I wish that with a, a King Mog like this, that they would just let us farm it out. Like There's, I think, up to 100,000 for the event points, and now they're making you split your energy between doing like collecting event points and king mog coins and farming out these actually pretty decent a pretty decent piece of equipment so it's like it's it's a really tough choice for a lot of people i think to make yeah it's just annoying because it increases the amount of time you have to put in if you want to get the maximum out of your event points that's the only thing because if even if they put it in the mog shop and they just made it an equivalent amount of currency for King Mog, 
you know, you could have caused people to farm the same amount of time. That's fine. The problem is you're not getting event points, so you're going to actually have to do twice the work now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because you want event points, but you also want, like, the flame sword's good. I would get the flame sword. I would honestly say screw the spirit plus 30. I'd say not really that useful. There's a lot of good spirit materia that you can get. Most white mages are bringing really good spirit materia as a TMR. But the flame sword, a weapon with elemental resistance, can be hard to find. I think that's very worth it. I would farm out the flame sword and then dish the rest and focus on farming the king log. That's going to be my strategy as well. Other than that, I think the exploration's pretty standard. Like, there, there's nothing significant. You fight barbecue. Um, she shouldn't be too difficult. It's a pretty standard fight. These are usually pretty easy to do. Um, yeah, it was I honestly. It it took zero. Uh, I don't know what to call it. It's zero energy to actually clear it. Yeah, zero effort. I think you mentioned already, but I'll just reiterate. Bringing things to increase your drop rate can help. Untraceable phone, Great Raven's Cape, or bringing Zon or other high farming units uh, is going to really help. Anything that increases your rare drop rate for items is going to help and decrease the amount of times you have to run this to actually get enough materials. Moving on. We mentioned earlier in the show there are uh, actually... Before we get there, sorry to keep putting it off. I thought this was cool. They're putting out a Defiance of Fate Vault of Hidden Treasures. That was one of the rewards, a special Vault of Hidden Treasures. This one's giving you things like Super Trust Moogle Exchange Tickets, um, <clears throat> King Pots, a lot of Gill Snapper Families, which is really good. They're pretty decent. And you only have to do it once a day. It's super cheap, but you actually get a lot of good. And one little tip if you're running these, which you should be, they're really cheap and really easy. What you get out of it is worth it. Uh, put in a unit that doubles the gill you get from the mission. If you have regulars on or masterminds on, those will both help you. Uh, because you get quite a lot of gill when you clear one of these runs, and Zon will actually double it. So I think you end up getting like 100,000. I can't remember what the number you is. but it, it's. Here. Yeah, so, so you get 400,000 with Zon. It's million. a significant amount, yeah. Per day. It works out to be a crazy amount by the end of the event if you do the, do it every day. And it's, you only have to do it once, right? It's super cheap. You do it once. It's done. It's easy. Now, on to the main event, the Festival of Love, which it's not actually called. I think it's called, like, uh, No Love Found Here or something like that. No Bed of Roses. You were not even close. <laughs> that was pretty close. There was no uh, roses. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. No, you said no. You said uh, no love or something. I'm just gonna edit it to say to make it say <laughs> that I'm saying no bed of roses. It's gonna Maybe sound super awkward. No, I won't. Yeah. I'm too lazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A pretty standard raid. Nothing new. Um, but you can. This one is coming with the five-star select summon ticket. So if you don't want anything else, farm it out for that at least. But uh, there's some equipment that you're getting in here. I just don't see the information about it. Uh, it's nothing too special, honestly. Oh, it's that leveling equipment. You get like the bouquet that turns into like a 
a pot yeah. that turns into like a, a, a airship of roses or something like that. Something stupid. Like, yeah, it's not it's not the end of the world. <coughs> the equipment is whatever. To me, I'm the biggest part of this event is the the new units they're giving us. I think they're really cool. I agree. So let's start with Seacard and Ignatio, just because I love their sprite. Seacard's hammer is a giant bouquet, like a massive, massive bouquet. But then, sorry, Ignatio's hammer. And then Seacard's shield. <laughs> well, I love this because not only did you get the character name wrong, you also got the equipment type wrong. And it's just, you got everything wrong that you possibly could. It's an axe. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you, you could use an axe as a hammer if you hit them with the flat part. It doesn't so, have a flat part. <laughs> okay. Not the rose, no. The reason I thought it was a hammer is because the bouquet of... Well, I guess it has thorns. Whatever. Let me try that again. I'm going to leave this whole thing in the in the episode. It's going to be hilarious. Let me try that again. Ignatio has a massive bouquet as an axe. And then Sieghard has a teddy bear shield. And I think it's hilarious. It's really nice. His teddy bear shield reminds me of those teddy bear crackers they sometimes sell. I can't remember what they're called. At a glance. Or gummy bears or something like that. Yeah, it does kind of look like gummy bear, actually. At a glance, I only have one issue with with the sprites and their TMR and STMR is that you can't get the shield. That's kind of BS. That is true. You can't have it all. You get a materia, which is a really good materia. It's like a freaking amazing materia. Um, but you only get the bouquet. No no teddy bear shield. Kind of jipping out my little uh, Sigurd. No, oh, whatever. You know, he got more love than Ignacio anyway, so. That's true. It's time for the uh, the big guy to shine. What do you think of these guys? They They do a pretty crazy amount of damage, actually, depending on how long the fight goes. So I think they're good. It's it's really interesting because they've combined. Uh, he, this unit works a lot like Gladiolus from the Gladiolus unit, yeah, uh, from Final Fantasy fifteen. Except just the modifiers are stacked. So <clears throat> I think it's really cool. You have a tank, and when you're not tanking, you're finishing chains. That's what these guys do. And they do it really good. They do a good job at it, honestly. They have uh, both double and triple cast, and I love the one ability where uh, <laughs> you can use. I think it's called Beauty Never Dies, mm -hmm. which enables an ability called Not in the Face. And what Not in the Face does is it removes them for for battle or from battle for one turn. <laughs> it's just great. I love I love abilities like this i think it's it's just beautiful it is actually hilarious um I mean, and not only that the crazy sorry, thing they, is their is limit that... burst go ahead is yeah, also yeah the limit burst is insane 40 percent damage mitigation for three turns to your team and a massive uh damage chain capping move all on one so and he's got a ton of lb damage increases in his kit or passively so i think just they're absolutely fantastic I know it's not likely, and most bosses don't have this, but there are a few bosses, some some trials, that you can actually charm the boss. And a 50% chance to charm 
you're going to be using this anyways for the damage and the mitigation if you have this limit burst up. The fact that you may get lucky and hit that charm could save you in some trial. Like there's, I think, like two or three trials where bosses are susceptible to charm, but it's interesting either way. Oh, definitely. I think, I think as a unit, this is how hybrid units should be done. They've got tank abilities, but the tank abilities last long enough that you can also use your other abilities. And it's nice because in today's meta, it actually works. So you can use your tank ability on turn one while your chainers are setting up because every top tier chainer has a setup turn or two sometimes. And then on turns two and three, after your like cover or your taunt or whatever is up, you can then cap the chain. So you're not really missing out on much for having a tank and a DPS all in one. And the reason Gladio sucked is just his modifiers were garbage. Um, but now we have like this guy has 80 times on some of his abilities, which is insane. Yeah, the 80 times with critical hit. I was like, oh my god, that's crazy amount of damage. And it increases uh, his LB damage and gives him his LB. Like, it's actually an insane ability. Gigantic Hug, it's called. It's actually crazy. Um, the nice thing he has, too, is you can triple cast. Now, I know that doesn't sound crazy, but the fact that you can, for example, get his full setup to do the most amount of damage in two turns, essentially. Like, you can buff yourself and uh, activate an elemental like give him an element either fire or earth whatever you want to do to set up for the following turn of crazy amounts of damage is pretty nice mm -hmm. no i i like it i think as a unit he's really exciting and really interesting and then obviously the his freaking tmr is just fantastic like it's such a good tank tmr it's perfect for him but it's also great on um what do you call it? Any DPS that you want to make a little bit more tanky. Yeah, I was going to say 20% HP and 20% defense on top of uh, already high ranking 40% attack. It's pretty good. Like I know that some STMRs hit 50, 60, up to like 80, 80% attack. I know, but like the amount of usefulness you're getting out of this is wild. Like, survivability in Trials is usually the main factor. Can your DPS actually live to do their damage? And this lets them both do their damage and live. It's really, really good. Massive bouquet. Might as well touch on the STMR as well. An axe. Lots of damage. It actually buffs defense and it's earth elemental. Can be a pro and a con at the same time, depending on what's going on. But um, The only reason I didn't mention it is because it's just a really strong... Axe. weapon yeah stmr yeah said, it exists i do think the having the earth element on it in this meta is actually a drawback because it limits its usefulness but overall a uh, strong axe pretty much let's move on uh that's sighard and ignatio they're fantastic i love both of their characters in the story by the way i think they were among my favorites in a story of lots of like nobodies pretty much but i like i like them too specifically <laughs> Let's talk about Sakura and Ayaka. Coming in here, floating on a little cloud with heart-shaped balloons flying around. Uh, they're going to be what looks to be primarily healer and magic damage. They're kind of combining the two there between Sakura and Ayaka. 
Yeah, so you're taking the two elements of the different units and slapping them together, except in this case, they actually did a little tweak. So instead of scaling the damage off magic, they'll scale it off spirit, so you only have to focus on one stat. And in that regard, her TMR is perfect, it gives a ton of spirit, but what I want to focus in on is her STMR, which I'm so excited about and also terrified by, because it's our third item in the game that nullifies death, which spells trouble for arena, but I think is really fantastic for PvE, because it gives you one more unit you can make immune from instant death attacks. I want to mention that this is an accessory, so literally everybody can equip it. And finally, something you can put on your freaking healer that's not only useful stats-wise, but also nullifies death. I can't tell you how many times I have to put on that stupid safety bit on my healer, and I'm like, yeah, it's not a crazy amount of spirit that I'm giving up, but it does make a big difference in a lot of endgame trial, trial content. And the nice thing is it gives a decent amount of attack, defense, and mag as well. So you, you won't be getting as much as if, say, you were putting in an accessory that focused on attack. Some of them can go up to 50 flat or more. But you're not losing that much, and you're getting that nice death resist, which I think is key on this STMR. It's fantastic. I may be reading into this too much, but it does have nullification to death. But the ability, which is an additional effect that's called Null Death, nullifies instant KOs, which I think is a little bit different than death. And I'm not sure if they did this on purpose or if this is just like a they put it in there, they both kind of mean the same thing. They're just listed in two different spots. Uh, but this accessory may be even better than it's letting on. So I'm gonna burst your bubble. It's it's not. It's just regular Fuck. instant death. Damn it. It was it was just put in there to let players know that it nullifies death. That's dumb because you have a yeah. stats bar that tells you that it nullifies death. Well, now you also have an ability that's just there to be words. <laughs> that's great, amazing. I got excited there for a second because it's an STMR that would have made it like poof, insane, and it's a limited time unit, so it's like okay, like you get it or you don't, you know. But uh, never mind. It's still fantastic. I think it's already. It's still amazing. Yeah, it's already it's still insane. Go cool. like it's giving you not only a lot of base spirit, but it also gives you fifty percent spirit on top of that, and LB free LB gauge fill rate. <laughs> this thing's insane. Yeah, I it's can't believe fantastic. How freaking amazing they are. Um, I would argue among the best accessories in the game. Yeah, there's another one. the The female characters on this banner had some. I don't know, they have really good TMRs and STMRs. Yes, they did. Um, let's talk about the abilities on these girls. I do want to mention their limit burst. Their limit burst is Ayaka's limit burst with uh, Sakura's limit lightning burst. and light. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't do any damage, but it does imperil lightning and light, which is what the Sakura side of the the duo it wants to do damage-wise. Um, one, the only ability I really want to focus in on here, I mean, there are Sakura's uh, bolting strike chains and whatever. She does lightning and light damage. That's her thing. Uh, the one thing I think is really cool is uh, the pep rally ability, which revives all your KO'd allies. Okay, that's normal. But then it also auto-casts the following turn, revive all KO'd allies. Yeah, that's insane. Which is fantastic because... I've been in situations before where my healer becomes locked into this cycle of just reviving and healing. 
instead of actually being able to use some of her other abilities, this will alleviate some of that because you revive everybody once. And then on the next turn, if they get wiped again, they just raise on their own. It's like a mini re-raise without actually giving the re-raise stat. Yes, it is. It's it's better than a re-raise almost because you could all die. And then the next, as long as one person's alive, the next turn, everyone will come back up. Yeah, I think as long as this unit is alive, everyone else will raise. Yes. So you can't dispel it. The only way to stop it is to kill the unit that cast it. Exactly. Like as long as Sakura and Ayaka are alive, you get a reset for that turn, which is amazing. Um, makes a huge difference. I do want to add on to that the fact that you have healing blo- uh, their Magnus ability, healing blossoms, which doesn't look amazing, but it's free to cat like you have three uses of it and you can use it whenever it's not locked behind a cooldown or whatever for auto revive aoe as well yeah i mean that's it's disgusting what do you mean it doesn't look that good you literally have on demand aoe re-raise i say that times. because like aoe re-raise like if i just said aoe re-raise like oh yeah great that's awesome but the fact that you can use it whenever Other you units. want it's, it's there's no limitations yeah. to it besides obviously you get three casts max Exactly. Other units have to wait for cooldowns often to get this effect, whereas this unit just can do it three times whenever she wants. And it's triple castable among her other abilities. It's actually not. The only triple castable abilities are the damage abilities. Uh, It is dual castable, though. Oh, you're right. Sorry, I had both of yeah. them turned on. That's yeah. why. They That's they bad. didn't want to gimp That's fair. Sakura side damage by making it limited to dual cast, but triple casting some of the disgusting abilities it's the healer side has yes, would be a fine. little too strong. I'm okay with this. I'm totally fine with this. Because the healer abilities are insane as they are. Like This unit is literally a top tier, almost, almost among like the top three healers if not like top one, and she can do damage as an aside. Yeah, it's it's literally a better seven-star Ayaka from the old days that also does a ton of damage. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's on, like, so far... Like, I love that they let her damage spirit scale, because if they didn't, this unit would oh, be a be lot trash. worse. It'd be trash. But I would the fact it. that... Well, I mean, just half the half the element of it would be useless. But the fact that you don't have to sacrifice anything to get damage out of her as well is fantastic. I jump the gun and say it's trash, but what I mean is you you have to choose what you want to do. Either you're going to heal and be a support, or you're going to do damage. You can't kind of get both, whereas the way this unit is designed, you get both. Yep, super good. If I didn't already have a few of the best healers in the game i would i would consider pulling for ayaka and sakura yeah they're also my favorite sprite of the group i just i love any ayaka sprite i think i just love that character design she looks super cute it makes me super happy that they put ayaka and sakura together to be honest with you because of their story interaction yeah they're like master and student relationship it's really no it's really nice all of that being said it's nice to see so far that they're doing a really good job of combining the units like in a way that makes sense and really really works and puts them in a useful place in the meta now 
let's uh oh there's one more thing i wanted to mention about them so if you uh not if you when you use these girls they automatically get negate one physical attack at the start of battle which can be very useful for some preemptive boss attacks yeah definitely there sometimes if it is a physical attack it'll bail them out yeah exactly which is nice to have on a healer uh just so if everyone else dies you're kind of you kind of have your fail safe still there uh that's all i wanted to mention another great ability so far two for two on the units let's move on to do you want to do the sister or the brother let's do the brother because i like the sister better okay we'll cool. save her for last sweet nickel um Oddly enough, I don't love his sprite. Yeah, it looks a little bit over the top. It doesn't strike me as nickel. I know what you mean. Like, it's more of a Jake sprite. <laughs> That's 100% true. I, I love that they're pushing this, uh, like, nickel as the lady killer meme, and it's fine. It's just, I think it's going a little bit over the top and really kind of not part of his character that much. Like, it's just not what he's about. Yeah, they're kind of forcing it. Like I would have preferred, no joke, to see uh, Lady Killer Jake or something instead of this unit. Because I just feel like Jake needs some love. Nicole has already so many good variations that are still usable. Whereas Jake's were pretty much dead on arrival. Like Even CG Jake never really took off. Because when he arrived, there were already units that could compete with him. Or that were better than what he was. He had a very... So like, be... He had like a glimpse, a little moment in time. Yeah. Where he was good for even, like two seconds. Even Lid had her time in the spotlight. Uh, CG Lid, sorry. Where she was the best debuffer in the game for a while. But this... I don't know why. They just hate Jake and... I don't hate him. I think he's he's one of those guys that he's lovable even despite his like obvious flaws. You know what I mean? Oh, I definitely get it. I I agree with you as well that Jake would have made more sense. Like it would have been cool to literally have a unit called Lady Killer Jake, and one of his passives is he does like one percent more damage to female enemies or something. Would have been funny. I don't I don't know what they would have done with it, but it just would have been nice to. I would rather see something like that than yet another uh, nickel variant yeah i agree because this this nickel is literally the same as all the other nickels except he's he's a support mage instead of a support uh healer yeah literally um his tmr is not amazing it's really good but th there's so many things like it now that exist the ice um, resistance I do, makes it worthwhile i was gonna say i do like the ice resistance otherwise the stats are pretty much there with a lot of other tmrs his STMR is wild. 60% mag, 40% MP, and 80% ice resistance is disgusting. Yeah, it's really good. Um, obviously shines more in battles where you want ice resistance. Uh, otherwise, it's, it's a standalone good, even if you can't make use of the ice resistance. But what really elevates it to a high level is that defensive element. Because we have other TMRs and STMRs that will give you... 50 or 60 percent mag as it is mp let's be honest it's useless as a stat there's so much regen these days and everybody already has massive base mana pools like you have dps units with sometimes a thousand mana 
with no extra stuff you know what i mean so like the mp um it's whatever but the mag is nice and then the ice resistance is super good if you can use it see there are some units some mages that can quad cast abilities that cost over they're like 120 mp which when you break it down i mean using almost 500 mp in one turn i don't know a single unit that can regen that in one go and if you're continuously casting this way it can get quite expensive i agree with that's you that's just because that's because gumi hates mages yes i agree with you though that without the ice resistance it becomes a tier stmr i'd say with the ice resistance um being useful is what i mean so like if you're taking it into like a, a three-star shiva fight it becomes like s plus <laughs> it's insane or like the, yeah, the stupid ice bird or whatever it has its niche uses. Um, outside of that, 60% flat is really, really good. What do you think of this guy and his kit? I know you mentioned already. Do you think he does a decent amount of damage? Do you think he's okay? Yeah, I think. I don't know if he will. I think he'll be able to quad cast. He can unlock it. Um, I didn't do the math on his modifier buffs to see how strong his modifiers actually get. But I think he'll do respectable damage, and he has that buffing side of him as well. He hasn't really lost that. He can still uh, make you resistant to certain elements. He can still buff your stats. So I think overall, he's a great unit. It's just, you know, I I would have liked to see someone different take the spotlight rather than Nickel. He already has enough love. Yeah. Um, I think he does do a very respectable amount of damage. I think with his modifiers, they increase them, his main damaging abilities to like 13 times extra or something like that. Something pretty crazy. Um, If you're quad casting that, it's good. He is still a mage, which is kind of crappy, except when they force you to use mages because physical damage is an immunity or whatever. And he's limited to ice and water damage. Again, another limitation, mage-specific. That makes it so, difficult to use at times. You know how uh, I think Warrior of Light, the CG one, casts blind every turn. That's kind of a passive for him. Nickel casts charm every turn, which is kind of cool. Now, I would love to see a CG, like a new Jake unit, but his passive is he he has a chance of berserking the enemy every turn. That would be hilarious. Yeah, because be he's so the kind of guy he tries, but he ends up just like pissing them off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Gumi, please. Yeah. I'd That'd love a so tank, funny. like a like a tank Jake that has a chance of like taunting the enemy every turn or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just something like that where, you know, because Jake's, he, he tries really hard with the ladies, but he always gets rejected. That's kind of his thing. So. It's so funny. Anyway, that's, that's it for Nickel. I don't think he's anything too special, nah, to be honest. It, it, I might be wrong. He might end up being like super busted, but as far as damage is concerned but i mean it's another mage that does damage it's whatever he's a great mage uh specifically with ice and water other than that like he doesn't bring much else to be honest yeah sweet sweet luca it's been forever that we've seen a luca well yeah she's been sleeping in the lake trying to purify it right and now she's coming back to bake us a cake yeah i i love that we are getting another uh, cooking unit i think that's really exciting but the moment i saw her um, and i looked at that tmr i just i lost my shit this tmr is insane this is this should be an stmr this is an stmr tmr 
<laughs> like it's 300 so flat good. HP, 45 defense and spirit, and then 30% HP on top of that. And, and wait, that's not enough. Resistance. 30% water resistance. Like, man, whatever training she did at the bottom of that lake, like it's paying off. That's this tier. I I'm tempted to pull. Actually, I think if we do the uh, the raid, we might get her Moogles. So I might actually just prism if I don't get her prism Moogle. One of these. I will 100% prism Moogle this TMR. They're just, it's just so good. You get so much value out of one accessory slot. Yeah, it's it's insane how strong they are. Like, I could not believe, when I saw this, I could not believe how good it was. And I can't believe it's a TMR. Funny enough, her STMR, still fantastic. 40% HP, 40% spirit, and 60% water, wind, and light resistance. Amazing. I would honestly say it's on par with her TMR, depending on what situation you're trying to work with. Yeah, this one is has a little bit less blanket usability. Like HP Spirit 40% is really good on its own. Um, but what really makes it STMR level is the three different resistances she gives you. And so if you can make use of those, I think it's fantastic. If you can't, the HP Spirit would still be really, really good on something like... Um, either in a spirit-based damage dealer or a magic cover tank. Yeah, or or even a if you if you need it, even a healer, a healer if you want to. Yeah, if you yeah, want to make, make them a really little, tanky. A little tankier for those un uncoverable DPS that you get sometimes. Yep. Now let's look at her abilities. One thing right off the bat, she's immune to all statuses once she's maxed out. Yeah, that's nice. It's very nice. She can also, if you have her TMR equipped, she ignores fatal damage once, which is also very nice. That being said, I don't know how she's going to stack up as an overall unit. She has some she has some really good mitigation, really good resistances, and I think that's kind of where she shines in my opinion. Yeah, it looks like she's uh, she'd be fit really well into a party that wants to support a chain capper because she has three different elements. She can imbue. Um, she can also help support three different chains that are very common. So mages with chaos wave and then absolute mirror of equity and divine ruination. Uh, so in that sense, she's good. And then she's also great at either increasing your elemental resistances or decreasing enemy elemental resistance is all stuff that you want uh, if you're running this team where you you have a chain capper, right? You want to get that imperil out. So I think she has a clear niche. I don't think she's generally the best support by any means, but she does have, unfortunately, it's locked behind RNG a little bit, but that gorgeous chocolate a la mode is just, that ability is disgusting if you can activate it. It just it does so much all in one ability. I was gonna say that's literally what's limiting her from being really, really amazing is the lock, the RNG lock on her best ability. Yeah, but that ability is just it's literally three abilities in one. It's like a mini limit burst, honestly. It definitely is. Um speaking of her limit burst, it's kind of Meh. 
I don't hate it, and I'll tell you why. Is it um, the, the good regen for three turns? The regen and the immediate healing. So you could potentially get away with not running a dedicated healer and just having her kind of heal on the side with her regens and her her limit burst. Because she also has, in her buffing abilities, nice buffs to limit burst uh, LB gauge fill rates. So you have a good chance of having this up more often than you think. Yeah, that's fair. And you can also double cast her LB generating abilities. Like you can get it up pretty quickly. Yeah, because a lot of her abilities give her LB as well. So I think overall, like I don't think she can substitute as a main healer in any difficult trials. But I think it, it's nice because it buys time for the rest of your team and for her to do some of the th other things that she can do. Yeah, I agree. I, I do I do think she's very, very niche. She can kind of come in clutch in certain situations. Uh, not the best by any means, but very, very good if you're if you're in a very specific situation or a specific team. Yeah, I think she shines in a in a specific team composition and against specific elements. So like water, light, and wind, if you're in a battle that revolves around those elements, whether you need to deal that damage or need to protect against that damage, I think she's probably one of the perfect support for you. I agree. There's one final thing I want to mention about this event. There is no three or four star unit on the banner. Finally. Like, stop, like I love that all of them are five star. They're all useful. They're relevant in the meta. They can be used in different ways. You don't need to always release four of them. It's insane that they release four really, really good units. But the fact that none of them are three slash four star useless TMR containers with useless TMRs on them makes me very, very happy. I don't mind that they released four simply because it's a special event. It's Valentine's. They're global exclusives. I think it's fun to see, right? Because you have a chance of seeing your favorite units. And a lot of people will pull, not because the unit's good, but they love Sieg or they love Ayaka or, you know, they love Luka. We haven't seen a useful Luka in forever. That kind of stuff. Oh, I'm fine um, that there's four. They can release four every week if that's what they want to do. I think they'd run out of creative juices very, very quickly. What I'm saying, though, is that none of them is a placeholder. Like, they didn't release, for example, a Sweet Luka that's useless. Because they've done that before. They've released themed units that are useless. Whereas all of these can be used. They're all very, very good units. And yeah, they didn't release a useless three or four star to just fluff up the summon pool you know what i mean oh i know it's really nice like when we saw sid last week i you know i <clears throat> i was a little bit frustrated because it's literally another useless unit to kind of dilute the pool so it's nice to see three or four units that no matter what one you get i think all of them are good for their tmr at least even if you don't want to use them. Like if you get one, if I get one of these, I'm still happy, especially if it's Luka. But even if it's Ayaka or or Sieg, I'm still happy. If it's Nicol, I'm a little disappointed because his TMR is probably, I want to say, the weakest and the least applicable uh, compared to everybody else. I agree. That's it. <laughs> That's the show. That's the show. Peace. See you later. Is that actually how we're ending it? <laughs> I don't care. We can. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs>
Thank you.